You're listening to the Badass Birthers Podcast, your space for realistic, empowering stories and support to help you cut through the mommy marketing and Pinterest parent perfection to cultivate a bullshit-free bump life and beyond. I'm your host, Liz Winters. As a mom, doula, nutritionist, and trainer, I'm here to help you alleviate the stress, overwhelm, and hashtag mom guilt to create a pregnancy and postpartum experience you actually love. Skip the 3 a.m. Google search and social media scrolling and join us each week for evidence-based guidance, hopefully entertaining anecdotes, and badass birth stories to inspire you along the way. Please know the information shared on this podcast should not be considered medical advice. Please, please, please check in with your provider before implementing any changes. Hello, hello, all. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Birthers podcast. Liz here. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to cope with the intensity of labor. Now, we have a few expecting parents in Badass Birthers Club that are due this very month. And so this has been a hot topic of discussion, preparing for birth. What are we going to do with other kiddos during birth? And then ultimately, how to cope with the intensity of labor. Today, we're going to be focusing our conversation on non-drug related ways to cope with the intensity. And we'll dive into medical interventions that may help in another episode. So today, you might hear them called more quote unquote natural ways to navigate these feelings. I take issue with that word if you couldn't tell, Um, but these are just ways that you have within you, you have control over your environment and things like that, that we can help, um, that can help with the intensity of labor. Before we dive into that, we're going to talk briefly about the fear, tension, and pain cycle. So something that is unknown, our natural inclination is to fear it. And when we fear something, we have a physiological response. For example, so think about if you watch if you watch TV, I'm assuming that you all watch TV. Um, you know, you watch TV and somebody takes a punch, you know, into the gut or something and your whole body like flinches and you might go, oh, ah, you know, your butt might clench. My stomach just like kind of clenched in jaw gets tight. You scrunch up your face. Your body becomes tense in response to that fear. So this tension can actually increase sensations of pain. And this is especially true in labor. Now, we can break this cycle by utilizing our breath. Now, if your only perception of breathing and labor is from the movies, you might be thinking of the like, like the Lamaze technique. Now, that is a tool and that might work for some people. But really, we want to utilize our breath as low and slow, breathing in through the nose, breathing all the way down into baby as you breathe baby down and then out loose jaw. Think loose jaw, low tones. Don't be afraid of vocalizing. You know, that helps the cervix open, relaxes the pelvic floor, anything you can do to feel more fluid. Taking slow, intentional breaths relaxes the body and reduces pain and creates space. And this is something you can practice now. You know, do some intentional breathing before bed. Put on a yoga class, 
and, you know, practice it during the Shavasana. And this is also a great tool for parenthood too, because, you know, if you haven't heard, there's a lot of stress that goes right along with, with parenting and pausing to take an intentional breath can create some space and, and form typically a better response than if we were to just fly off the cuff. The other thing to kind of break that cycle of that fear, tension, pain is our mindset. Okay. So remembering that contractions are both temporary and productive. So for the temporary piece, my background is in, is in CrossFit. I was a CrossFit coach for a long time. And during my first pregnancy, I was doing a lot of CrossFit. And so when we were taking our birth education class, I was like, oh, contractions, it's like a Tabata. And that mindset just really, really worked for me. You know, it's short bursts of intense work with a shorter rest in between. So I was like, okay, I can do anything for 30 seconds. I can do anything for a minute and just looking forward to that rest. So remembering that they are both temporary and productive. It's your body working to get baby down and out. The other thing you can utilize to kind of support a mindset is a mantra. So one of the ones that really helped me was my contractions cannot be stronger than me because they come from me. So sometimes with the intensity of labor and birth, you can feel out of control and things like things are spiraling and that you have no control over the situation. But if we can pause and remember and go back and like, wait, 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 I am one with my body and this power that I am feeling is coming from me. And how incredible is that? Now, you might be like, if you've gone through labor before, raising your middle finger at me and being like, screw you, this is ridiculous. But it is a really helpful reminder in the moment that like, this is your body and you are working together. It is evidence of your incredible strength and power. There are lots and lots of different birth mantras out there. We actually do an activity in Badass Birthers Club where we like have a little coloring night and um pull out our birth mantras sheet and choose ones that resonate with you. You know, what's going to resonate with me may not resonate with you, may not resonate with the person next to you. And that's okay. It's what it's what is important is that it resonates with you. You can also support your mindset with different visualizations. Now, again, there are lots and lots of different visualizations out there. You know, some people imagine a flower blooming and that's your cervix opening. Um, some people like to imagine contractions as waves at the beach, you know, coming and going, ebbing and flowing. Um, my mom told this really wonderful story when she was in, uh, that, about a time that she was in labor, um, that she kept imagining contractions like she was blowing up a balloon. And so you'd blow up the balloon, be slow, slow, getting fuller and fuller, and then you'd let all the air out. And, you know, you imagine when you let all the air out of a balloon, it makes a really funny noise. And so she kept laughing during labor. And her provider was like, what is wrong? She just thought it was the most hilarious thing. Um, and then my personal favorite is imagining, you know, your, your contractions like a roller coaster. Because contractions aren't just on and off, right? They have, they have a build of intensity. You reach a peak and then it goes down the other side. I'm literally like miming a roller coaster with my hand right now. So going through that, thinking about that as as you're going through a contraction, like, okay, we're climbing. This must be a really big hill. Oh my gosh, when are we going to tip over the other side? Okay, cool. And you can start to feel that. Another way to cope with the intensity of labor is physical support. 
So this is a, of what you hear a lot of what doulas can do for you, what your birth partner can do for you, applying counter pressure. So you can have your partner or your doula apply pressure to your hips, to your low back, um, even certain spots on your legs and your feet might feel good just to help relieve some of those things. Lots of movement in labor. You know, again, if, if your only experience of labor, of seeing labor is the movies, then you see a woman screaming her full head off, laying on her back in a hospital bed with her legs in the air. Um, and some people do birth like that. However, <laughs> that is not the only way to go about it. So changing positions, using a birth ball or a peanut ball, walking around, swaying back and forth. These are all great tools to kind of help move baby down in the birth canal, but also to help you cope with that intensity. So I really like supported swaying on your partner, seated on a birth ball, or you can, you know, if you're on a birth ball, you can like drape your body over the bed. You could be on hands and knees with your torso draped over a birth ball. Again, I'm miming all of this, which is not particularly helpful for a podcast, but you get the idea, hopefully. The other thing you can utilize is warm water. So in the shower or the tub, there is a reason they call the tub the midwife's epidural. Water is incredibly helpful for pain relief during um, during labor. And then looking at your environment, how can you make your birthing environment as calm and supportive and loving because we want to get all that good oxytocin flowing? How can we make that as, as wonderful as possible? Are there certain people you want there? Are there certain people you don't want there? That's really important to explore before you get there. You know, I know we're still in this pandemic and so visitors are really limited at the hospital. So who you get to have in the room may be limited already. But if you have maybe more fluidity in who is can be at your birth and you have somebody that's like, I'm going to be there and you're like, oh, I'm fine. If you don't want them there, you get to control that or you can have somebody else play play bouncer for you. That's what a doula is great for. Um, that's fine because, you know, we need our bodies to feel safe and supported. And if you are stressing about somebody in your room, they have to go. They got to go. What else could you do to make that environment feel more homey? You know, if you're not going to be at home, which is typically where we're most comfortable, but you may not be comfortable birthing at home and that is totally fine. So if you're going to be at the hospital or a birthing center, how can you make that environment feel safe for you? You know, one of my wonderful clients is bringing photos of her other kiddo and her puppy <laughs> to her room. And I love this idea because these things are going to evoke great feelings of oxytocin for her. These are people that she loves, well, and a puppy that she loves. Um, and it's just a way for her to think of really positive and wonderful things. You know, you can also do an art project, especially if you have other kiddos, like I'm getting my kiddo involved and we're going to be doing um, little birth mantras to hang around our house. We're gonna have a home birth this time, hopefully. You can adjust the lighting, you know, low lighting, um, bringing in little white lights. Maybe you can drape those around. Um, flameless candles are really nice. You can bring those into the hospital, kind of set that like, again, quiet, calm mood. You could have some essential oils, check with your check with the hospital, check with the birth center. Um, some people have restrictions on what you can and can't use there. You know, what kind of music do you want to play? 
building a birth playlist. That can be a really fun activity to do with your partner. Have a mix of upbeat and chill music to match the changing moods. Remember, my playlist was a mix of Wild Child, this kind of like folk indie band, and Lizzo and Beyonce. And my labor was so intense with this last pregnancy that I didn't want my music to be intense. And so anytime Lizzo came on, I was like, change it, get it out of here. But having that kind of fun, upbeat music was really, really helpful in the weeks leading up when I was like having dance parties and having a lot of like, you know, Braxton Hicks contractions. And we just wanted to like, you kind of move through things. And so you want to have things on your playlist that kind of match your mood and match your energy and match what you need. So those are some of the big things that we can do. You know, we can play with the environment. We can invoke physical support. We can shift our mindset about contractions. We can utilize our breath. But then let's go back to that fear, tension, pain cycle. The root of a lot of fear is the unknown. Okay, and then for all the parents in the group, like anytime I say the word unknown, I I automatically go into like into the unknown, frozen. Uh, So sorry about that. Um, But one of the best ways to cope with the intensity of labor, to cope with this fear of the unknown, is to take childbirth education class, to understand what is normal. It's also really important to read lots of birth stories, watch birth videos. How does this normal physiological process present differently in people? You know, we all have contractions, the uterus is going to contract, things are going to happen. But how that actually manifests and how that looks like for people and how they respond to it can look very, very different. And so reading lots of different stories or watching different birth videos can be really helpful. One of my favorite books for this is Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. And I read that during my first pregnancy and it was, it was really eye-opening. And I was, I was having a hospital birth and so like, and her, her shtick is, you know, she has a farm and people like travel to go have birth at the farm. Um, and that's, you know, great. I'm not going to travel to Tennessee to go birth at a farm. I'm over on the West Coast. Um, anyway, but what was really nice was that I started, fair warning, I started vomiting during my labor. And instead of being terrified and going, oh, my God, now what, like, what else is going to happen to me? These contractions are so intense and now I'm throwing up and like losing my mind. I was overjoyed. Like literally I turned to my partner and like I like came out of la la labor land and I was like, oh my God, baby, it's transition because I had read in so many of these birth stories that women will often throw up during transition. And so it didn't scare me that it was happening, but really it was a nice opportunity to be like, oh, birth is almost over. Like I'm almost through this process. We're getting to the pushing part. This will be great. Because we were, it just, it didn't scare me because I knew it was a natural physiological response at that point in labor. So you can utilize these tools no matter how you plan to navigate your birth. So if you are like, I'm doing a hospital birth, I want an epidural ASAP, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to, that is totally great. That is absolutely fine. These tools work right alongside medical interventions. They work through the last several weeks of pregnancy. Hell, they work through your entire pregnancy. I can't tell you how many times I've already used my breath. I've already done counter pressure and movement and warm water just to manage the discomfort that is growing a new human. 
And remember, if you're birthing in a hospital, at a birth center, at home, in a field surrounded by flowers and deer and cute fuzzy animals, or if you're having a planned cesarean or an unplanned cesarean, I just want you to remember that there is no wrong way to birth. You are a badass birther through and through, no matter how you bring that tiny human into the world. So if you've gone through the birthing process and you you want to share, I would love to hear from you. What tools have helped you the most in navigating the intensity of labor and preparing for labor? Feel free to send in a voice memo. You could even shoot us an email. You could find all that over in the show notes. And until next week, my friends, have a good one. <laughs>